This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. We do need to go over the candidates for who had the best weekend over the landscape of the sports world. MVP Monday. Here's the thing that I've never understood, people watching stuff on their phone. Jinx, when we were growing up, wasn't it like if your family had, say, a 25-inch TV, you wanted a 32-inch, and then you wanted oh, a 40-inch, yeah. and then you wanted, you wanted the bigger screen? I don't get the yeah. fascination of trying to watch stuff on your phone. Oh, no. I'd much rather watch on the big screen, like not even close. But what are you going to do? Bring your iPad with you? I think it's the portability. It's not that people love watching on little screens. It's just they're going places and they need it. Like, do you think it would be weird if people totered around like little TVs or iPads? But didn't you say he was doing that in the house? Well, because you know how hard it is to watch Masters coverage. Like, I don't know why they make it so difficult to watch, like, the Super Bowl of golf, but they do. Like, you know, they only have certain windows, so the only place he can watch it is his phone or the iPad that was currently being occupied by my daughter. So it wasn't his choice to watch it on a little screen. It's just, it's so difficult to watch every round of the Masters. Then I give him credit for his enthusiasm of finding a way to do it there. Well done, Jake. All right, let's go nominee number <laughs> Take one. Take we, <laughs> we will start with the Masters, and of course, John Rahm winning it. He becomes the fourth Spaniard to win the Masters tournament, shooting a 69 final round, finished 12 under for the tournament. It is, it is his first green jacket and second major tournament win. Nominee number two, my guy Phil Mickelson, given no chance to win and was even one of the guys that a lot of the public was fading to miss the cut entirely. He rallies to a 65 final round on Sunday. He finishes at 800 par, tied for second. His day on Sunday, the 65, the lowest round in Masters history by a golfer over the age of 50. It makes us old guys feel good when Phil can pull off something like that. Nominee number three, the Tampa Bay Rays. The Rays are 9-0 on the season, and they are 9-0 on the run line as well, winning every single game by at least four runs to start the season. They're the first team to start 9-0 since the 2003 Kansas City Royals, and the first team since 1894 to start 9-0 and win every game by at least four runs. They outscored Oakland over the weekend on Saturday and Sunday, 22 to nothing and held the A's to just four total hits. Finally, nominee number four, Jordan Walker of St. Louis. The rookie finished Sunday with a nine-game hitting streak to start his career. He's the first player under 21 to hit in nine straight games to start his career since Ted Williams did it for the Red Sox back in 1939. He can pass Ted Williams if he gets a hit in his next game because Williams' streak stopped at nine games back there in 1939. So, Jenks, they're your nominees. Go off the board, select one of these. Who's your MVP this Monday? You know what? I am going to go off the board, and I'm glad you mentioned this because I wanted to say it. I'm going with Quinnipiac and the men's hockey team. Quinnipiac, first national championship ever. Their head coach, Rand Pecknold. I did not know his name before this, by the way, but he's been there for 29 years. I watched this highlight over the weekend about three or four times. I don't know if you saw it, but – this hockey game went into overtime and 10 seconds into overtime, 
Quinnipiac runs a play that they said they have run time and time and time again where they win the faceoff, a guy gets the outlet pass, perfect pass down the ice, and then a cross-court pass for the game winner. I mean, 10 seconds into overtime for a play you have practiced that was beautiful hockey for a school that has been so close. I mean, beating Minnesota is very difficult because the number of schools in college hockey that are very good, it's a it's a pretty small set. It certainly doesn't have the, the number of, of teams that are qualified like you see in college basketball. So Quinnipiac getting it done, a perfect finish in overtime. That's where I'm going. What are you on crack? It's the no. Masters weekend, Jinx. You yeah, gotta give whatever. it to John Rom. Are you kidding me? Uh, not only did he win the Masters, he shot a great score, 12 under, and also doing this after four putting the first hole of the tournament, holding off Brooksy and Lefty and all of these guys. It's gotta be John Rom winning his first green jacket. Uh masters weekend it was the biggest event over the weekend this is what all eyes were focused on and i was thinking about this think about the pressure you would face when you were on the tee box and it is dead silent you can hear people probably breathing because they're just people lining down the fairway on each side so the pressure could not have been hotter on john rom it's got to be john rom i feel like i'm taking crazy pills that anybody else is even nominated this weekend. John Rahm, MVP of the weekend by a mile. Yeah, I wasn't aware that the Frozen Four was this weekend, but uh, I'll have to go back and find that jinx to see the end of game for Quinnipiac. But yeah, it's got to be John Rahm with, again, a big, big nod to Phil Mickelson because they tried to, if you watched any of this coverage over the weekend, especially Thursday, Friday, they really were going out of their way not to show guys from the yeah. live tour that were playing well. They ignored those guys, and mm -hmm. Phil was playing pretty well. He was top 15, I think, after day two, after everything was done on Friday. They still wouldn't show him. You had to go to, like, the featured holes to be able to see Mickelson playing. Finally, they didn't have a choice on Sunday because a guy was there, but I felt horrible if this had been a regular Masters, if there hadn't been a live tour the last couple of years and Phil was doing this, it would have been nothing but Phil all day on Sunday with him going seven under 65, oh, yeah. but they tried yeah. to shove him off to the side. It was amazing. So hat tip to my guy, Phil, but yeah, it's John Rom. He won. He gets the green jacket. He gets MVP this weekend. I think lefty's definitely the honorable mention here because you're right. I think it's very jarring to see how different the coverage is because he used to be the guy that would pop on the set. You know, and people would love him. He'd do the thumbs up. And he also had probably a great broadcasting career ahead of him because people liked him so much. So this was a great story. Did anybody watch the the after-round coverage? I don't think they even interviewed him because they interviewed Brooks Kepka, who was also tied for second and on the Live Tour. But Phil Mickelson has become public enemy number one of the PGA Tour. And for that reason, I feel like they're trying to stay as far away from him as possible. Imagine Rory McIlroy watching the second, uh, the final two rounds of this tournament from his couch and be like, God, lefty. Um, so I loved it. I loved every minute I, of it. I just want to say, if you're listening and you're from Quinnipiac, I just want you to know that I oh. have your back here. Okay. Let me tell you why. Yeah, here, yeah, here's the thing. You say, oh, it's the Masters. It's the, 
you know what? If the, if the Frozen Four, which I believe it does, happens the same weekend as the Masters every single year, guess when the Frozen Four wins? Never, never. You're going to say, oh, it's the Masters. And it was the Masters. But John Rahm, awesome. He won the Masters. That's incredible. But this was not a duel to the finish. It was not a classic Masters battle. Brooks Kepka started a fate, and Lefty was right there. I get it. But in the, the final nine holes of the Masters, guess what? Everyone knew, barring some sort of come apart here, John Rahm is going to win this thing. So if you're a hockey fan and you win in overtime, 10 seconds into overtime on a beautiful play, and you've never won a national championship in 29 years, you're never going to win because the Masters is going to be – you will automatically, regardless of the finish state, but it's the Masters. I get it's the Masters. This was not a classic finish, so I will give it to Quinnipiac. That is my lobby for Quinnipiac. So you're going to punish John Rahm for being dominant down the stretch? It doesn't make sense. And would he we wasn't do this dominant. If was he was Super good. Bowl? He wasn't dominant. Like, imagine, he was very good. Okay, Donovan Mitchell scored 44 points on Super Bowl Sunday. Like, are people going to give him the MVP of the weekend? No, it's the Super Bowl. It's the same That's deal awesome. with the Masters. I don't you're care. Equating, you're equating a regular season NBA game to a national championship where a team hasn't won in 29 years? That's a false equivalency if I've ever heard of one. As far as attention goes, how many people have even heard of this story? So, yeah, it's a great finish. That's the I'm whole sure point. There's a little league team, but who cares? If it's not the national stage, who cares? This is the biggest moment. This is the big one in all of golf. Uh, so you could say there was a great finish, you know, down at the local T-ball uh, game, but nobody cares. Once again, cares. a national championship, not a T-ball game. A national For championship. For hockey, college hockey, it doesn't have the same eyeballs and the same pressure That's as the I'm Masters. Here. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.